World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. All right, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna be coming to you out of left field today. Man, oh man, oh man. Technical issues, as they used to say, uh, Remember he used to do that when you were a young kid watching TV late at night? They'd, someone would be down, they put technical issues up on the TV. Well, I've had technical issues all morning here. It's been frustrating. Hey, we're going to do communion. Uh, we're gonna, so get, uh, go get some elements, whatever, whatever, whatever it would be. Joe's going to have Joe lead us. I assume he's in here, Joe. I haven't even really got a chance to get my feet under me here this morning, but we'll, we'll uh, take communion together. And uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. There's an unveiling and a revealing going on, like I, let, let me say this, this, uh, this is me. I want to explain this to everybody. I've said this a number of times. I hate people when they don't look at me when they talk. I hate it. And I was watching a replay of yesterday's show, which, by the way, I thought was really pretty profound. My goodness. And anyway, and I noticed again that a lot of times I'm looking here when I talk. Are you looking at me now? My eyes are up here. I have a monitor here. And then over here, I have another monitor. And a lot of times I'm talking, and I'm glancing at my monitor. So if you guys are saying, God, I wish that guy would look at us when he talks to us. I, <laughs> I'm trying to, okay? Like right now, I'm looking right at you. I'm trying to. So I want to apologize to anybody out there. It always bothers me when people look here when they don't talk to me, see? But I'm looking at the screen. And when I look at the screen, I got stuff up here. It shows me people's faces and whose hands up and all that kind of stuff. So I'm juggling some stuff here. So so bear, so bear with me if you say he won't even look you in the eye. Nobody said that, but I, I don't like people who don't look, look me in the eye when they talk to me. So I don't, wanna, I don't, want, that, don't want that to be me. We're going to take communion today. I, we have uh, several things we needed to pray for as a, as a group. We know somebody, maybe somebody right now could get the, uh, the prayer that we've been praying every morning regarding the economic forum. And thank God, uh, what's his name? Kissinger. Thank God Henry Kissinger is dead. I praise God. Henry Kissinger is dead. I'm sorry if he didn't come to know Jesus. I'm sorry that that happened. But Lord, thank you for taking him off the planet. And Lord, take some others off of the planet if you would do that for us. Folks, that doesn't sound very Christian, does it? You know why that doesn't sound very Christian? Because we don't understand. You don't understand. We don't understand we're in a war. And I thank God, Henry Kissinger, that evil man is gone. Now, I don't know who's going to step up and fill a spot. Somebody's going to. But I thank God he's out of the way. And boy, I'm, huh? Well, just be careful, old coach, because there's so many nice Christians out there. They don't want to get anybody upset. So a lot going on. We're in the midst of it. And I got to I got to get off the show here and head to Florida for a couple of days. I'm excited to go down and speak to a group. And I'm going to speak to that as well. But we have people who need prayer. My, my buddy, my good buddy, Norm. Um, Norm's probably closer to me than my own brothers. Really? You hate to say that, don't you? That's probably true. And uh, Norm had. Norm's overweight again, and he went to the he, he goes to a, a doctor. It helps him lose weight. Norm's gained more pounds and lost more pounds than any human being in America. It's just a pattern he has. <laughs> Sorry if you're out there listening, but he he went he had to go he had to get a little physical before he could get his medicine, uh, the, get on the diet, and uh, the dietitian whoever was said man you got so you had a heart attack. And so they put everything on hold and doing a bunch of tests on him. He's okay. I mean, he's fine. He has no in- indication he had a heart attack, but they say he did. So we just just keep just keep Norm in your prayers. Uh, for what a what a big hearted guy that would he is. Of course, Mark Mattingly continues to fight the fight, and and uh, I mean, I could, when you start naming people, it's just as somebody once said to me, "Hold your ears. Life's a bitch, isn't it? I mean, it really is." But I got the I got the revelation again yesterday. We don't realize, we really don't know. I wonder where my dad is right now. My dad's been dead about 15 years. I'm been, I don't know when he died. 
Why? I wonder where he is right now. I wonder where my mom is, my Aunt Donna, my Grandma Teen, and Grandma Fisher. I wonder where they are. This thing called death, do we really, do we really go someplace? Is it really a heaven to gain? And what is heaven all about? And uh, what do I do when I get to heaven? Do I just sit around and play a harp? Huh? Sit around like a fat little baby with wings and play a harp? Is that what I do? We don't really have any understanding of it. What, what if really and truly uh, this is a training ground for where we're going? It really is. Think about Christ when he came. He, didn't, he certainly didn't live his best life now, did he? wonder what his youth was like, his upbringing was like, and, and then all that crap he went through for three years. Man, oh, man. Wonder, wonder what, wonder what, you ever think about that? Think about that? Are there rewards in heaven? Punishments? No, no punishments, but I don't know, because there's no pride there, I don't think. And, and as far as I know, it's not a, it's a dimension. Heaven's, the heaven leads. Heaven's not a dimension like this one, I don't think. Am I going to know people there? Am I going to know my dad? Well, my, if my, I think my dad's there. I hope he's there. Why, do I know him? Will he know me? Do I recognize him? How old will he be? What about our old dog, Palsy? Well, he got hit by that car. When, I wonder, will dad and Palsy be in the same room, I wonder? It's, it's, it's crazy stuff, isn't it? We really begin to think about that. You, and you go to a funeral, and somebody's laying in the casket say, oh, he passed away. What does that mean? Passed away? What? what? He's laying right there. No, no, he passed away. Well, where'd he go? He went to heaven. Heaven? What's that? What's that? What the heck's that? And I think because we don't have a deep understanding, really, of many of these things, because we are basically in this earth suit right here, we're trapped in this this body. I've used this illustration many times. It's like it's like being in an aquarium. You're a fish in an aquarium. You have no idea that there's there's a world outside that water. What think what a fish must think when you when you're out when uh, you're out on the lake and you've got your in your boat, and you cast your line out there, and it goes down the bottom, and some big old catfish comes along and says, ah, oh, there's a worm. He swallows the worm, and next thing you know, he's jerked up out of the water. What must he think when he comes up out of the boat? says, wow, whoa, right? Is that what it's like for us, too? Is that what the other, the next world, is that what it's like? Nobody really knows, does it? We really don't. We do know this. We know that you're, it's appointed, you're born, and then it's appointed unto man wants to die, and then after that's the judgment. And if there's a judgment, then I think there are awards. I think there are awards. Judgment. Somebody gets a judgment in court, <clears throat> that means they got a decision their way. So we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of God. We're going to be judged. And what are we going to be judged for? Those deeds we did in the flesh. We're all going to be judged for that. And how many, how many bad deeds would you have to do where you wouldn't get in? How many times would you have to violate the law that said, sorry, dude, you can't come in? And the gospel is this. The gospel is the fact that we can't get in. None of us can get in there. None of us. We're not for the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. When you commit a sin, the Bible says the soul that sins, it shall die. Soul, mind, will, and emotions. The soul that sins, it shall die. It's a death penalty attached to sin. You say, Coach, do I have to die for, uh, is there a death penalty just for stealing a dime from my aunt? Yeah. Yeah, I think there is. But luckily, Christ died in our place. He was the perfect sacrifice. Meaning what? You screwed up. Soul sins. It's got to die. Somebody's got to die because you sinned. Somebody, I, I stole something. I got caught. I go to the court. Judge finds me guilty. My fine is death. You say death penalty for that? Yeah, well, I didn't make the rules. But that's it? Yeah, yeah, there's a death penalty for that. Well, how, golly, is there any way I can get out of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you pled the blood of Jesus Christ? Have you, have, have you pled that? Have you made him your defense attorney? When you go, when you go walk, walk in there and you stand before God, that's what the Bible teaches. I don't know what it really, I really don't know where I'm placing my faith. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to be in a courtroom. There's going to be a, the judge is going to be there. The prosecuting attorney is going to be there. What? Yeah. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of God. It's what the Bible says. And they're going to, tell, they're going to run down 
they're going to have, the, because we know now of AI and all that stuff, they got all everything you ever did. They know everything you ever did. And certainly the Lord knows everything you ever did. And you're going to say, well, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. District Attorney, would you present the evidence? And boom, there'll be up on the screen. There'll be everything you did. And you want to hide your face. So, oh, my God. And then the judge is going to say, well, uh, what's your, you have any, any, uh, uh, got any defense for anything you did there, coach? No, I, no, no. And then my defense attorney stands up and says, your honor, I died in his place. My, my client pleads guilty. But if you remember when I died on that cross, I died or whosoever, and my client's Mr. Whosoever. And because he's accepted my sacrifice, Your Honor, I died in his place. And here is the death certificate that, that will apply itself to that wages of sin, which is required death. Here's the payment. I paid the payment for my friend, for my brother. He is guilty, Your Honor, but the debt's been paid. As far as I can explain it, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. Because if it were by works or anything like that, wow. So if you thought, took that seriously, you thought about all the people you know in your family and all those that you love, who are going to stand before the judge without a defense attorney. You ought to humble all of us people that we love, the reality of it, the reality of death. But as I said, we said yesterday, Ecclesiastes 7 says the day of your death is better than the day of your birth, in the eyes of your Lord. Because why? You crossed that finish line. You made it. His precious blood paid your price. Come on in. All we don't get is we don't know what we're coming into, do we? That's a whole debate. You go to those funerals and that scoundrel's laying in that casket and they say, oh, he's in a better place. And I want to gag. <laughs> he's in a better place. <laughs> How's that work? How do you get in a better place? Uh, where, By the way, where's old uh, Where's old uh, uh, Kissinger this morning? Right? Anybody know where Henry Kissinger is today? I, I hope it ain't a better place because <laughs> he sure screwed this one up. Oh, man. I'm all over the place because I was distracted this morning. So I apologize. Joe, I'll shut up. I'm gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do communion and then we're going to do the prayer, okay? And then I'm gonna open it up. Uh yeah, I got some stuff. Go go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Joe. God bless you, buddy. Thanks for getting up this morning. Uh good morning, coach. Well, it's a privilege to be here. And uh uh today I'm gonna read something that my understanding is is not allowed to be read in synagogues anymore. Mm. There's a you know, Isaiah 53 is one of those, and Jeremiah had uh, messages that the rabbis just can't explain. So let's let us sharpen our swords a bit with the word. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Wow. And with the house of Judah. Not on, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, said the Lord. That's pretty deep, Joe. That's pretty deep yeah. what you just read there, brother. Yeah, well... Yeah, the, the word is pretty deep, and what Christ did was about the deepest thing we could really think about, if you really think about it. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. 
for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Wow. And I think this answers uh, your question, you know. Um, if one is a part of this covenant and we all understand that we're adopted in and uh, it's a pretty good place to be. Amen. And I think Mr. Kissinger's uh, passing on reminds us probably what the alternative would be would, would be if we lived in a world where we do not have the ability to come under this covenant. Amen. No. Nope. Um, Dearly Father, we are so grateful for this covenant, this new covenant, this better covenant that you have given us. And we are doubly so grateful that you have adopted us in that the whole world, by simply believing in the, our Lord Jesus Christ and accepting him, him as Savior, can come under this umbrella. It's amazing, and it's hard to understand the arrogance of some not running to this opportunity, mm. not running to eternal life, not running to salvation, not running to forgiveness. We just can't fathom it, Lord. And we know that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And sometimes we have those trembles and fears, Lord, because we all here fear God. But we love him and we understand that God is nothing but love. Pure love, the best love. And we pray that we may allow, we may surrender more and let this love overflow in us so that when we interact, speak, and work with others, that they may see the love of God in us and accept and, and re request this to be under the umbrella and under the covenant, Lord. And so be with us this, this day and this weekend and as we are joined here from all parts of this amazing nation you've given us. And we we understand that this nation has had a covenant for you for over 400 years, Lord. And please reinstate this covenant in our government, in our court system, in our whole society. We haven't forgotten it here. And we pray that you remind the nation and the world that this country was founded under God. And so we come to you and we ask you to bless the bread and the drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for us, for our sakes, that we who believe in him may have everlasting life. So forgive us our sins and our transgressions. And thank you for this opportunity that reminds us of the covenant we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this of the fruit this of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, everybody. I saw uh, saw on the Facebook today. <clears throat> Larry uh, Larry Richardson's having uh, open heart surgery. He said in six days. I haven't I haven't talked spoken to Larry in a long time. No reason why I just haven't. But you might we might want to lift up Larry. He's going to have total. Uh, I didn't. I just kind of glanced at what he'd said. In eight days, he said so. Pray for Larry and pray for for Coach Norm and. Uh, um, got, I got distracted again. There. I, I want to show you something. <clears throat> I want uh, this. I'm going to uh, an event. I'm sorry, <clears throat> I didn't get any of the any uh, my links to to Jared Spence today. I didn't because I, I couldn't get on the computer. I can get on my anyway. Long story short, but I want to I want to walk some of you through something here because this is what the presentation I'm going to make. And then, by the way, I'm going to open it up really to a to a. Uh, Flea Flicker Friday here, best I can. Spencer, I just sent you, I just sent Jared something. I want, I want to, I'm going to, here's, here's, here's our issue. This is what's really beating on my heart. We have got to move into action. What's that, eh? Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, my goodness, my wife. I love my wife. Who's going to read the prayer for us today? Thanks, Michelle. Who's going to read the prayer for us? Can you bring that? Yeah, good. Who said, Coach, I'd like to, I'd like to be an honor if I could do that this morning, Coach? Somebody. I can. Okay, Benny. You're the man, as I say. With a wall in the front. <laughs> hey, folks, hey, hey, folks, are you looking at me? This is war. This is what, this is what war looks like, friends. And I, I want to, I'm going to say it again. I'm glad Henry Kissinger is dead. As the Bible said, Jesus said, Paul said, Alexander the Carpenter, Alexander the Coppersmith has done us grave harm. I think it was Paul that said that. Henry Kissinger has done us grave harm. And at the same time, I can be sorry that he didn't come to Christ. But I can rejoice that he's off the planet. Are you with me on that? Because see, we 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 have we have become so soft in the church, so soft that no longer in the church do we believe in victory and defeat. Victory and defeat. Some win, some lose. Some get spanked, some get rewarded. That's we don't even. I'm glad Henry Kissinger is dead. I'm glad he. I could I could rattle off about ten. I'm not going to. I could rattle off right now off the top of my head, 20 Luciferians I wish were dead. Anybody amen me? Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Amen. Yeah. I, I pray I pray they come to the knowledge of the truth, but otherwise, get them, Lord. <laughs> get them, Lord. That's what I say. They've done great harm. Great harm to us. They've only been able to get away from us because we haven't been willing to stand up and push back. So get your swords out. Weapons are warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God. Do you know what the weapons are? Well, word of God. Sharper than any two-edged sword, die dividing asunder, even to the soul and spirit. We're going after them. We're going after those, those wicked, evil people. I pray the Pope is so sick he can't get out of bed. Sorry. If he doesn't turn to Christ, I pray he mm-hmm. is. I pray he's sick. Lord, make him as sick as you have to make him that he will turn and repent. Whatever that is, Lord. That is, we, we don't want any to perish. I know you don't want any to perish, but at the same time, Lord, you hate evildoers. You hate the wicked. Lord, show yourself strong on behalf of your people. I ask you to do that. So we're going to read the COP. I don't even know what the COP stands for. They're over there. The New World Order's over there planning something else for us. Are you, is anybody but me tired of the government telling me what, what you can do? How much tax you got to pay? Pay tax here and tax here and tax here. Permit here, permit there, permit here. Don't do this here. Don't do. I, anybody else sick of it? How about we, how about if we just go back and just say this top ten? Just those top ten. Just stop it. Who, gave, who the hell gave those guys that power? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Betty. I'm frustrated because I love computers yet I hate them. You get so dependent on a computer and then you can't use it. Jesus, Jared said, well, coach, it must be the EJB cord. I said, what the, what the hell is an EJB cord? Well, it's right down there by the 
Etherlink thing. Etherlink? The hell's an Etherlink? So the more technology we have, the dumber we get. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Betty, go ahead and pray. Anybody with me out there? Anybody give me a thumb up? Anybody out there? I feel you, coach. <laughs> I feel you. Because, man, you get up. I feel you, coach. You just used to coming down here and plugging it in. There it is. And all of a sudden, it isn't there anymore. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, oh, yeah, it must be the JPTQ club, pug, uh, plug, coach. What? Yeah, that, that GTPQ club goes into the interest ether th Ethernet thing. What? You made me laugh out loud, coach. <laughs> That's where I am, right? Go, go, go ahead, Dave. Hey, yeah, on, Dave. Yeah. Before we pray, okay, let me ask you. Did God give us free will? Yes. Okay. Did Henry Kissinger and every other globalist make their choice? They sure did, baby. <laughs> All right, then we honor that free will. That's right. I, uh, I hope they're making him into pepperoni pizza right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, that's not very Christian, Coach Kyle. You don't know where we're at. You don't get it. That's a general, man, taking off of the battlefield. That's Adolf Hitler taking off the field. What do you mean? Feel sorry for him? I don't. I'm sorry he didn't come to the truth. Sick him, Lord. That's what I say. Go ahead, Betty. I'll, I'll get. I'll try to get. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today. It's your show, Coach. But Betty, yeah. let me let me stop a second. I've been under. I've been under such oppression over in the last 24 hours. You guys know, you guys know what that, do you ever go through one of those? You ever go through one of those? I mean, I had such oppression yesterday that I couldn't, I didn't even know what it was other than it was like something was sitting on me and no matter what, I couldn't get it off. My wife would say something to me and I'd snap back at her and she'd say something else and I'd tell her I'd love her and she'd say something, I'd snap back at her and I couldn't mot get motivated to go to stuff I needed to do to get ready to leave. And I couldn't, anybody do that? See, I think that's the enemy. I think that's how the enemy comes. And a lot of times we don't know what it is and we don't recognize when we're in the midst of it, we don't recognize it as spiritual oppression. We don't recognize it. And remember, how does the devil, what well, the devil's weapons? Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Right? And uh, for whatever reason, the Lord wanted to distract, not the Lord. I've, I've been distracted. I've been distracted. And I'm kind of bleeding over all of you this morning. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. But I'm trying to explain why I seem to be hyped up. And I got to get on an airplane. I haven't packed. My computer won't work. I mean, because yeah, you know, you know why? Because I was under such oppression yesterday that I couldn't make myself do things that I needed to do. I had to get the newsletter done. I had to do. I had the ten things I had to do yesterday, and it was like just boom, sitting on. I'm not complaining. I'm explaining to you because some of you are dealing with that too. Sometimes that oppression is so heavy you can't move. Hey, Michelle, I'm coming out of that. That, that oppression's lifting right now. It's hey, lifting. Hey, coach. Yeah. Can I, can I speak up? I, I'm going to tell you why you are, because what you're doing is you're pushing this out. I want to tell you something. Uh, this week, when I went to the uh, Intercessors for America, I was typing up something to present this to them. And my wife came over to me and she woke me up and she said, I had the worst nightmare. I saw you and my dad and I was looking up in this aisleway and it was a store that had mirrors. And I saw this gunman come in and I saw him kill you. I saw him kill my dad, and I see he was coming after me. And I was working on this, Coach, Monday morning. I was working on this, okay? And I said, okay, I know exactly where this is coming from. And we got yeah, yeah. down prayed. Anoint your home. Folks in the queue and those listening, in other words, you need to pray for Coach. You need to pray for his family because he's pushing this. He's helping push this prayer out. So we got to keep our coach in our prayers. Amen, Craig. Craig, even more than Amen, that. Amen, Craig. Even more than that, it's um, uh, I, I see the the enemy, folks. I, look, look. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three says, "The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in our way." It's been my life first. The enemy cannot keep you from what the Lord wants you to do. He cannot. He can just throw mud at you all the way. He can just make sure that when you're walking there, that you're up to your knees in, in mud. Your boots are covered and every step is hard. And 
and tree limbs are falling down around, but, but he cannot keep you from what it is that he wants you to do. All he can do is make your trip miserable. That's all he can do, friends. And so the fight of faith is realizing, God, another hundred yards of this mud? Are you kidding me? Huh? And you finally get out in the clearing, and now somebody's throwing mud pies at you. Say, good Lord. See, that's, those are all, that's all the enemy can do. That's all I can do. And you, get, you can't get mad at the devil. Well, you can, but you can't get mad at him because he's just doing his job. He's just doing his job. He's at war. And we don't realize it. He's at war. And so he said, yeah, I got to take that guy out. I got to take Craig Mickle out. Man, I got to take that Randy Lunsford out. That Jeff Klein, I got to take him out. I'm, hey, let's throw a little bit of financial issues up there, Jeff Klein. Huh? Let's stop him down. You understand the game, folks? And so you have to ask yourself, are you going to be, you going to be deterred? You going to sit down and suck on your thumb and cry? Or are you going to do what it is the Lord's called you to do? Excuse me, coach. Can we pray for you now? Sure. So let's do it. Let's lock and load. Holy Spirit, watch over, coach. Your word says in Psalm 91, Lord, that underneath the shadow of your wings, we have refuge, but coach and his family, every single one of his family members, his marriage, Lord God, are in that refuge place. They're safe in the palms of your hand. You said, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, says the Lord God Almighty. Comfort Michelle as she comforts her husband. Coach can't do this ministry separated from her and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, I thank you that he, that that you gave Coach the understanding of what was happening. I thank you that you give given Michelle wisdom and how to pray for her husband. And I thank you, Lord God, that coach stands firm and puts on his armor. Every single piece of it, he puts on his gear. He puts on his helmet. He puts on his chest pads. He puts on his cleats. He puts on his shields, on his, his knees, Lord God. He's got his mouthpiece in. And it's in, and it, the play is going. Lord God, continue to Holy Spirit give him your play, each in every single play. And even if you want to change it up at the last second, show him what that is. And Lord God, as he goes forth, Lord God, into this conference this weekend, we ask you, Lord God, to send angels before him, behind him, around him, and protect his home, and protect his internet, and his finances, and everything that belongs that you have given him, bless him exceedingly and abundantly more than he can ask or think. And you guard his heart and mind in Jesus Christ as he, as he raises his voice, as it says in, in Proverbs 31, that that is the Proverbs, not just the Proverbs 31 woman, it's the Proverbs 31 man that raises his voice for those who are appointed to die. Lord God, he's raising his voice, Lord God, and he is your trumpet and he is your shofar. Lord God, and I thank you, Father, for him, and I thank you for what you're going to do, and I thank you for the angels that you are sending forth in Jesus' name, Lord God, because you are sending them to do battle on behalf of Coach. Amen. Amen. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that your power is anointing, appointing, sending, filling, and giving him the strength that he needs to do what he's got to do for this battle. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do, because the victory has already been done. He is victorious. And, you know, and, and you got it. And cause you have him in the palms of your hand in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Right. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just distractions folks. Huh? If you set your face like a flint, you say, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. I don't care. We'll get there. The Lord will be honored with it. Hey, listen, if you're doing great things for the Lord, I'm talking to some of you out there. This isn't about me. Some of you out there are having great opposition to things you're trying to do because the enemy doesn't want you doing it, folks. You're supposed to do it. Do it. Do it. No matter how many mud pies they throw at you and no matter how deep the mud gets up over your boots, keep pressing onto the mark of the high calling. 
keep doing it. Go do it. Because the Lord, all the devil can do is, to, is discourage and distract you. That's all he can do. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, abides under the shadow of the Almighty. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. There's going to be weapons formed against you, but they're not going to be successful. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Coach, Coach, when the infantry is marching through the mud and the blood and they're exhausted and it's raining, they say, soldier on. Soldier on, on, baby. Soldier on. It's soldier on. It's soldier on. Let me get John Loveland and Mark in here. Then, Betty, then we're going to read it, okay? John Loveland, go. Hey, good morning, Coach. Thanks. Hey, uh, can you bring up Isaiah 54, 17? I can't. Somebody else could. <clears throat> you mean will we? You mean will we? Yes, will you. Thank you. Yeah, because we can. We sure can. Isaiah 54, 17. Isaiah 54, 17. Yep. Um, could you perform against thee shall prosper in every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me saith the Lord let let me just unpack that for a minute because a lot of times what what you're dealing with is witchcraft Mm. and I use this uh, scripture against that all the time and and if you look at it, we, we usually stop it. No weapon formed against me will prosper, right? But it also says any tongue that rises up against me in judgment, it says thou shalt condemn. So the judgment that's coming many times is because of the words that are spoken against you. And and, and then he's, he ends it with saying... It's not our righteousness, it's his righteousness that we come in. So we come in the righteousness of God. We stand against and and command every word spoken against us to stand down in the name of Jesus and and uh, and and render any word that has been has been uh, uh, pulled or or through through witchcraft, that word is is taken by the enemy, and then he forms that weapon against us. Mm-hmm. When we stand against that in the righteousness of God, I think it's a I think it's in um, uh, it's in Job forty two. It's uh, it says that Leviathan stands and waits for the curse, yeah. and when the curse is spoken, he's enacted. So when we take authority over the words spoken against us, we command them not to not to germinate. We command them to stand down. And any 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 entity that has come against us because of those words, when you take authority over them, all that witchcraft ends. It has to end. That's, folks, and that's, that's a lot of times what you're dealing with. That's binding and loosening, folks. That's that's what he's talking about. Binding and loosening, right? You can't bind up something, but you can stop it. To bind it means to stop it, and to loose it means to permit, right? Would you agree with that, John? So those Amen. Words, those words that, that have been sent against us, we stop them by declaring the word of God, what the word of God says in that situation. God's word trumps what they say. God's word trumps whatever weapon they formed. God's word trumps it. That binds it. That stops. That's why the that's why the speaking and the praying of the word is so critical. So critical. Mark Trump. Hey Amen. I love that. Love that, John. Thank you, Coach. Your, your show's full of just nourishing food. I just love it. Amen. I wanted to bring up the fact that once people start getting oppressed by the enemy, right? That means that you've crossed a threshold. Mm. Before you were that. Before that, you weren't even making a dent. That's right. They no one paid. That's right. So once you cross that threshold, energy in the spiritual realm needs to be expended on you personally. Now, that's a badge of honor. Mm. All right. So once y'all really know it's spiritual oppression, that means the enemy has directed more forces against you. Coach, have you ever double teamed someone on the football oh. field? Yes, sir. Why do, why do you double team one man? Because he crossed a threshold wow. of risk. That's so if you think about a war, where do you put your forces? You're looking at where the enemy's going to attack, and you have limited number of men, and you put them somewhere. We sure do. Now, the enemy does too. 
All right. So Jesus wants us to be there. He wants us to be there so he can help us. So he'll, we'll reach out to him. We'll polish our sword a little more. We'll battle belongs to the Lord. Battle belongs to the Lord. But you got to recognize it and give this war to Jesus. And then you just got to simply be there and play your part. Amen, Mark. But, wow. but let it come. Amen, Coach. Love you. Good shirt. wisdom, love brother. It, love it. Good, good wisdom. Huh? You're a vessel. You're a vessel in the hands of the Lord. Wow. I got some stuff we got to get to, but I'll get I'll get all of you in here. Jeff Nell. Yeah, I, I gave scripture to the city city council, and all of a sudden, well, the uh, the chief of staff came to me, tried to shake my hand. I said, "No way. Uh, uh-uh. I ain't shaking your hand." because he's part of the problem. He hates God. And so at the end of it, the police chief kept close after the meeting. So you actually walked out with him, not talked with him to protect the chief of staff from the threat of the word of God. Secondly, then the mayor came to me and I saw him in the Nevada appeal. He was shaking hands with the Democrat party chairman who retired. So he's playing, I told him, this is supposed to be a nonpartisan mayorship. You should not be involved in Republican and Democrats' uh, simple ideology. So, oh, no, I have to do this because I'm a mayor. And so they asked me to do this. You don't have to do this. And when you support the Democrats, you're supporting shedding of innocent blood, sexualizing the children, child abuse, and all this stuff. That's what you're doing. You agree with it. And he had to walk away. He says, no, I don't. Amen. Yes, he does. It, it, yeah. You shall know it, them by their fruit. That's for it, sure. It, and one more thing. They told I should be not be talking to women in government. That's another thing. Behind my back, they tell me I cannot talk to the women in government. It has to be a male. Jeff, they hate you. Embrace it. Embrace the hate. Joe Carrico. Um. Coach, you know, when you're talking about the spells being cast against us by the, in witchcraft, I think that we ourselves are our own worst enemies because we have the power of prophecy about ourselves in our t- own tongues. And we habitually condemn ourselves. We do. And those we love. That's right. And that's where our words have the most power. I'm always careful what I say. The Bible says, out of the mouth come blessing and cursing. should not be so. (laughs) You should not stop agreeing with the devil. Stop agreeing with your devil. Amen, Joe. John Loveland, then on hold. Then we got to get the prayer in. Go, John. Yeah, yeah, Coach. uh, uh, Exactly what Tom was saying. I was going to bring up. James uh, chapter 3. It says, out of the same mouth come blessings and cursings, and this ought not so to be. And he's talking to Christians. So even even the things that we say, the enemy can use what we say against someone to give him a right to move in in the direction, uh, uh, you know, uh, against that person. So it's a, it is important, like Tom said, and you 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 said too, right? I think it's Proverbs eighteen says, "Out of the same mouth come blessing." And I mean, uh, of life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, uh, and then and it says also says we're ensnared by our words. So, we do need to be careful about what we do say. And and uh, think about that verse. I think it's in in Matthew. It says, "You will be judged by every word that proceeds out of your mouth." Yeah, right. Amen. God bless. Amen. Okay, before we get the prayer in, uh, uh, Jeff Klein, come on, tell us what's going on with Pastor Bill, because we want to include Pastor Bill Dunphy, who has a court date in January, uh, in this prayer. In this prayer, what's what? What is it, Pastor uh, Dunphy would like us to pray for, Jeff? Pastor Bill called me yesterday and explained that today he's and he called me up. He just said. JC said, get on Coach's show and tell all these people to pray. I need them to pray. And he doesn't usually ask this. I said, what's going on? He said, well, supposedly today the Supreme Court of the United States might take up the case on this insurrection and all this crap going on with J6. He went into some details with me. I ain't going to go into all of it. But basically, 
if they take this case up today, they're going to decide. If they take the case and they're going to hear this argument, he said that could push my hearing out past July of the summer. He's right now it's January 22nd, but it's just the unconstitutional thing, the yeah. charges that will benefit not only Pastor Bill of overthrowing the government, trying to stop the procedures and all this crap, but at least they'll hear the case and that could be a breaking moment. But it's all the J6ers. You know, yeah. we were just praying the other day. I'd like to see all these J6ers released and home for Christmas. Why are year. they holding these guys in jail? Yeah. Don't get yep. me going on that. Okay, Jeff, we'll include this prayer that Betty's about to pray. Pastor Bill, we're going to apply the Heavenly Father, we ask you right now that we apply this same principle over those J6ers, over Isaac, who's in jail. Lord, set him free. Free them by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We apply it. We, we, we appeal it, Lord, that uh, we appropriate your blood over all those men. We're unjustly being led to the slaughter, Lord Jesus. We ask you to do it. Betty, go ahead and pray that. James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee. Heavenly Father, holy is your name. Thank you for your son, Jesus of Nazareth, who shed blood, has given us redemption. We honor you and love you. In Psalms 2, it states, why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? Mm. Kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs and the Lord scuffs at them, pukes mm -hmm. them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Justice for the J6ers, Lord. We want justice for the J6ers. Go ahead, Betty. On November 30th till December 12th, 2023, the people and the kings of the earth will be meeting at COP28 in Dhabi, UAE. In, a, in attendance will be Pope Francis, King Charles, and Bill Gates, one who, by their public record, distorts, disavows, and claim not your sons, Jesus of Nazareth, rightful authority as King of kings and lords of lords of mankind and creation. Amen. They assemble with others in Dhabi to distort and deny the Holy Scriptures and intent you have for humanity through man-made agendas and false narratives about who really controls the climate and holds the world in his mighty hand. Amen. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And his Amen. hand formed the dry land. Amen. Father, as your ecclesia prayed in unity over the COP27 agendas, which was held in Shama el-Sheikh, Egypt, in November 2022, sewage backups took place, infrastructure problems, logistical disorganization, and at the finality of the conference, a lack of unified cohesion plan occurred. We, as your Ecclesia, ask the following for COP28 this year. This is what we're asking for, Lord. This is what we want you to do, Lord. That you bind and confuse the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Bind and confuse the principalities. Bind and confuse the authorities. Bind and confuse the cosmic powers over this present darkness who are coming against your anointed one and your Ecclesia by using COP28 and other globalist power structures, United Nation, WHO, WEF, to harm the people through a globalist one-world agenda. Father, we ask you to assign your mighty forces over this conference to deter, unravel, and bring confusion and blindness to those in authority who have evil intent, using false narratives in their leadership positions to implement. We ask, Father, you expose those in authority for who they are people we ask for a holy spirit outpouring amongst the people in the world that they will wake up to the new world orders evils plans and rise up against them we thank you father in advance for being able to bring our requests to you and look for your mighty hand to respond in the days ahead we ask this in your precious name of your son jesus christ of nazareth amen and amen amen betty amen amen folks spread this 
Prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer works. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. See, here's what, here's, I'm just going to say this. Um, here's, I, I had this conversation yesterday with, with, with Jeff Klein and with others, actually, regarding this whole J6 thing. I'm convinced that if the, if the attorneys go into J6 and they just argue, well, I had a right to do this, and the Constitution says, if that's our argument, we will lose. We have to go into that courtroom and say, we, do, we have to declare in that courtroom, here's what the word of God says. The word of God says, every place I put my foot, he's given unto me as an inheritance. The word of God says that my client, your honor, is a Christian man obeying the Bible. And there's a separation between the church and state, and the government cannot tell this man he cannot do what his faith compels him to do. And the faith tells him to, to uh, root out, tear down, pluck up, Read the scriptures. This is what a Christian man is supposed to do. And my client did nothing more than show up and read from the Bible and exercise his authority in the kingdom of God over the kingdom of man. That's all that took place. He didn't take a gun. He didn't take a rifle. He didn't take a knife. He took a Bible and a flag. And the God-given right to him from the Constitution gives him the right to obey first his king. And he's overthrowing a spiritual entity, not a government. If we don't make that argument, we'll lose. Amen. We'll lose. That would would be my total defense. You're going to throw me in jail because I came up to overthrow a government and had no weapons. I had no weapons. The Bible says my weapon is my Bible. I brought that one. I'm a, There's a separation between the church and state, they tell us. Well, the church showed up. And now you want to tell us that we can't do that? See, that's the battle, is it not? That's the battle. And what did the devil have to do? The devil had to infiltrate and bring violence because that's the devil's team. Did you know that they came out yesterday? Oh, Lord, I'm waking up now. You know the devil came out? That, that in Congress, they said yesterday that there were at least, at least 200 FBI agents dressed as Trump supporters. Did you know it? Congress said it yesterday. 200. It was a government set up. Boom. <sighs> Coach, yeah. Hey, Coach. Before we move on, I don't. I may have missed it, but we're going to pray that the court takes this case up. Lord, let's pray. Lord Jesus, take up this case, Lord. Just right now, Father. Right now, get a hold of Clarence Thomas's heart and John Roberts' heart and all those others. Went just five of them, Lord. Just five of them. Get them to take up this case. Let justice be done on behalf of your. Servants, Lord, let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Craig Nickel, go ahead. This is real quick, Coach. You don't have to be real quick. That's all right. By the way, you're never real quick. Go ahead. That's okay. Stop lying. Some some things take time to explain. Okay, then stop saying you're going to be real quick. So on December 12th, I'm writing something up for you right now before you take down Georgia or Florida, Coach. On December 12th, 2020, you and about uh was it 30 of us 20 of us whatever stood on an enclave on the northwestern side of the capitol at stop the steel do you remember that i do i remember it well yes sir do you do you remember you opened that up for prayer like we did this january 6th I, you I right that. yeah right that's right okay all right so if you go from december 12th don't count that day and you go to january 6th you know how many days that is no that, that would be 24 days coach Okay, let me give you what the number 24 is associated with. The number 24 is associated with priesthood, since it was composed of a multiple of 12. It takes some of the 12's meaning, which is God's power and authority, as well as symbolizing a perfect foundation. So if you go back and if anybody has recorded any of those prayers, that would be pretty interesting because we prayed against what was going on in that building. 24 days later, January 6th occurred. Now you tell me, Coach. (laughs) Uh, Here's all I know, Craig. I know this. Uh, If we show up, God moves. I'll leave it right there. I know that. If we show up, God moves, Craig. 
God moves through people. God moves through people. God moves through action. That's going to be my message this weekend, by the way. Somebody said my name. I didn't see who it was. Hey, Coach, I'm on my phone. Can I get in a minute? Yeah, Randy, go ahead. Coach, we have to understand this. And I I think God has shown me through this declaring decreeing in the court. He's showing us his position. And this is we have to come in with what the Holy Spirit's doing. What Craig wrote up and anointed, anointed, was Holy Spirit unction, inspired. It wasn't his feelings, it wasn't his emotions. We are what he is saying is we're not knocking on the door of heaven and saying, please God. Please just deliver us and help us. We are we are speaking and we are declaring and we are decreeing God's word, his law to these systems that we step onto their ground. It's our ground. But, and we are telling them this is what the Holy Spirit's doing. If you don't repent, you are going to you're going to re- perish or be have the vengeance of God come on you because God is doing this. We're not doing this out of thin air, Coach. We're doing this because the Holy Spirit is anointing us to go do these things right now because that's what he's doing. And and when we understand that position, Coach, we go in there with boldness. We go into that court today. I'm going down, me and my pastor are going down with Gene Schroeder down in western Oklahoma. I'm on the road now. We are going to go to a court there. We're going to go into that on their on the property on the, at the threshold, we're going to do seven laps. We see that as the walls of Jericho. We are de- declaring God's word, and we are decreeing: if you don't follow the will of God right now and bring forth justice and righteousness, you are in trouble. God's wrath is you. This coach, we are winning. We're winning. We're winning. Amen. Hallelujah, Randy. Amen. Okay, look, look, Jeff, I'm going to let you in, but I got something I got to finish with. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, Coach, real quick, I'm just going to express it. You know, this could be the two-minute warning. Today, that's Supreme Court. I mean, we got to start hourly this morning because we don't know when they're going to make a decision, whether it's noon today or 4 o'clock. Good already please, made. Everybody, just pray like there's no end. I mean, it's Pastor Bill needs you. <clears throat> Our nation needs you. Our nation needs you. Hey, Spencer, I just sent you a bunch of pictures. I'm, this is, um, just hold it right there a second. I'm, I get a chance to speak. Down and <clears throat> I, don't, I don't fit in, folks, I don't I don't fit in, in these circles where I'm, I got invited to speak. I don't fit in. The prophetic circles is really what it is. God bless Sheila Holmes. She opened the door for me to be able to speak there today. And I've been troubled all week. I've been troubled all week because I, I get really I get frustrated when I go sit there and hear play-by-play analysis of of what's going on. That the devil's doing this, and this is it, and this is prophetic, and this is this, and this, and this. And I sit there, and on the top of my head, you, you remember those commercials? Boop, boop. That's what happened to the top of my head. The more I listen to that stuff, I can't hardly take it. Because as we continue to be in the in the what what a in the locker room designing a game plan that's all that's all we do that's all we do is analyze what the other team's doing and so i get frustrated when i go to these conferences because people are standing up in front of me telling me things i already know what are we going to do about it what are we going to do about it i always want to stand up and scream that great presentation what are we going to do about it that's always my heart. And so the Lord, you, you guys, I want you all to know that you guys are all going to be represented. You guys are all going to be represented in Florida tomorrow morning at 10. No, what is it tomorrow morning? Yeah, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Boom. And I, here's what I'm going to show the people. Well, everybody else is in their prayer closet praying and everybody's in there doing, reading their prophetic unctions and all this kind of stuff. Here's what we're doing. Just scroll through the, these. This is the guide stones. Go to the next one. Go to the, I'm going to explain these to them. Just one after another. Just roll. There's, there's me and Bill Barr. Go to the next one. There's Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and fat old me standing up in the, at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock over there holding a sign. We went to Hillary's house. Go next. Oh, hurricane relief. Go next. Oh, gay pride parade. Go next. It's what we do. We don't sit around and talk about it. Guidestones, go ahead. 
Oh, we went to Bill uh, Hillary's. No, 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 no. Obama's house. Went to Obama's house, baby. Huh? We went to the. We went down to at the at the snake, the serpent mound, baby. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, go next one. Huh? There we are, back at the guidestones. Next one. There we are. We're in Washington D.C. We had just been to Obama's house. Go to the next one. Okay, we're back to the beginning. What? Meaning what? Folks, we got to get engaged. We want Lord to move. We got to move. We can all do this. Everybody can do this. We got to get engaged to move. Quit sitting around analyzing what's going on. Pick something and hit it. Pastor Tony Spell. What's that? Yeah, that was that picture, Coach. That was in front of down in New Orleans with Tony Spell. I saw my daughter in it. That was a big victory. I'm talking fast. I won't have to talk as fast tomorrow. But I want you to know that you guys are the poster boys. I mean, I could have, I could have put more pictures, more pictures, more pictures, more pictures. They got to get off their asses and get in the game. Sorry to swear. Boom. What we got to do. It's what we got to do. If it's going to be, it's going to be done by the men and women of God. I got to run. Pray for us this week. See you on Monday. Safe travels.